Welcome to the Content Rocks Podcast, a show about all things content by Kentico, .NET, and Azure for people who want to learn more about headless technology. And now, here's your host, Brian McKeever. Hey everyone, welcome to the episode. Today we're going to talk about Azure Static Web Apps and headless CMS. And you're stuck with just me, Brian McKeever, this time because it's a kind of a personal topic that I'm really passionate about. I've been using it for a couple of projects. I've been following it for almost a year or so. And it's just something I'm a really big fan of as kind of being an Azure MVP. It's a newer technology. It's, it's a little bit of a PaaS-based implementation for generally how to handle delivering static websites inside of Azure. Instead of having to spin up a full Azure app service or VM, this new Azure Static Web Apps option allows you to host maybe like a Blazor app or React or Angular or any kind of client side or just purely static HTML app that you need to at a very low cost, has a lot of powerful features, automatic CI CD with your GitHub repo is the biggest one I think that comes to mind. It just kind of sets all that up for you. Deployment URLs, authentication, a whole bunch of features that it really kind of gives you out of the gate with just very low cost. And that's why I'm a big fan of it for our projects and, and our clients' projects. And really, the second part of the focus today is to add in the, the concept of headless CMS. And we're going to do that with content. And how can we take a static site that's in Azure Static Web Apps and basically make it dynamic and inject things from the CMS to that website to still make it a modern dynamic site that might be something you need to have content editors maintain? So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds, which is why I'm really passionate about it. I think it's a fantastic way to deliver a very fast running website because it's static. It can be at the edge with the new enterprise uh, edge feature that they've just added from the Microsoft team. And the, the, the ability to make it editable from the content management standpoint, it really starts to set it up against other stacks, you know, like a Gatsby on a Netlify or other things with Next on Vercel or, or whatever you want to do. This is an option for .NET developers in the Azure space who really want to get into the Jamstack world. And I think it's a great bridge to that without fully having to go into all JavaScript, although there's still some JavaScript that we're going to do today. So hope that intro makes sense. Instead of just talking about it, you know what, I'm going to share my screen and we're going to get into some demos I've got prepared. So if you are just listening, I'll try to narrate things, but I definitely would recommend watching this episode on YouTube. Again, I've got the YouTube channel, and it's something that uh, you know, you'll be able to see some of these demos. So what I've got here is the resource in Azure that is an Azure Static Web App. It's something that is very easy uh, to create. I, I'm gonna skip that process just based off time, but basically throughout the creation of the resource, you would just do that like any other Azure resource. You'd create the Azure Static Web App, and the only kind of difference or special thing is that it gets into the GitHub repo. And that's right on that first create screen. So you have to have your project in GitHub first. And nowadays you can actually use Azure DevOps repos and other repos as well, but generally it kind of works best with GitHub in my opinion. And you tie that repo and that branch right at the point of creation to the static web app. And the reason you do that is because it basically makes the workflow for you. It kind of handles the CICD process right to your branch. And as you make commits, every time you make a commit to your repo, this resource in Azure, the static web app, is going to automatically build and update a URL for you. And that's pretty darn cool. And, and really the way that works is, you know, I'm on the overview tab of the resource. I've got a ST app, 
supercharged static because I'm, I'm using this for a talk later on in the month. And the number one thing you want to look at is the URL. So I have already hooked up my repo. As I said, you kind of do that at the very beginning. And the first thing you do is click the URL to see like what's going to happen. So when I click that, I get my website. Notice how fast that loaded. That was almost instant. In fact, it's basically instant. Super simple page that I'm showing here. It's just static HTML. But it's running at azurestaticapps.net with a you know different prefix that's a unique prefix to the domain. And you don't have to worry about kind of standing up servers or anything like that or, or domains or DNS. It just kind of all works to get you this private URL. And you can add custom domains to it, of course. We've done that with other projects. And that's that's the, the beginning step is create the resource, tie it to GitHub, and you get this website. And I'll, I'll talk more about this website does in a second. But if we go back, you'll also notice right next to the URL is the source and the deployment history. So it actually ties and it says, I'm, hey, I'm tied right into your, your main branch in GitHub, right, and that source property. And when I click that, it's going to jump me right back over to my GitHub repo. And this is a public repo. It's called Static Content Azure Static Web App Demo. Super long, crazy name. But those are all the things I'm going to show off in this full demo. And really, at the end of the day, it's, it's full of static HTML. What we're deploying is in the output folder because I'm actually using static, a static site generator to generate my final HTML that shows up. But index.html is in this output folder. Index from CMS.html, which I'll talk about in a second, is in here. And then my API folder is in here as well. So this is the output that actually gets built and pushed out to the file system, if you will, of the static web app. And then it can kind of run your HTML. So I'm skipping a little bit of the development phase for now because I just I really want to get into how does this all tie then to headless CMS and how can we take just static things and make them dynamic with APIs. So to set the stage a little bit, I'm going to go back to my demo website. Again, this is running in the Azure Static Web App. And I have a second page. It's called Index from CMS. And when I click that page, you can actually see I have a little bit different headline here and subtext. And I've got a picture. And I've said that this content is being fetched from Content by Kentco, the headless CMS, via API at build time, instead of just the plain old static basic HTML. And this image and text comes from the delivery API and content because I'm using the static site generator to get it here first. So pretty standard stuff. You would have your .NET project, you'd hook up your content delivery SDK and your project ID in the app settings, and you could run C-sharp code to generate from an API, right? That's not shattering. But one of the differences here with static web apps is I've got some buttons below the page to make this page a little dynamic. And the first one is a button called Call API, and it says dynamic contact from, and there's nothing filled in because the DOM hasn't been populated yet. So I click that button. What's happening here is it's going to reach out to the location, if it ever does, uh, and who knows, maybe I just deployed something wrong this morning. But basically, it's going to populate that button with a call, and it's going to make the page change. And I'm going to walk through how we do that today, and I'm going to actually figure out like why, why in the world did that button click not just work? I think I know why, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but really, that that code to make that page dynamic comes from our project. So I have the project from GitHub opened up here, and uh, you know this is a some of it a static. With, it's actually static with a Q, S-T-A-T-I-Q, for the site generator. 
And this is a C-sharp class. It's a, basically a pipeline is what it's called in static. And it handles running calls to make static pages. So right now I'm, I have a simple delivery client call that's calling out to the home page to generate the index uh, from CMS HTML that we we're just looking at. I have a, um, a view that basically can handle filling the view model uh, from the response of the delivery API. And you can see I've got really standard razor syntax. All of this is, is not earth shattering, right? But it's just kind of the way it works. Uh, what I want to show actually though, is that API. So one of the powerful things about Azure Static Web Apps is it comes with managed Azure functions. And what I mean by that is the function host or the, the runtime is all part of your resource in Azure for you already. So I actually have two different Azure functions that are JavaScript-based functions right in my project that the Static Web App framework knows how to handle running for me. And actually I can debug those locally, I can run them locally, we'll, we'll do that one first here next. And it's defined as a super simple index.js file. And when I go into the index.js file inside of my API and my function name of get content item, you can see I've got about 20 lines of JavaScript, very simple. And that function call really starts on kind of line four with a logging statement. And I'm actually looking at the request for, am I passing a code name in the query string or in the body in case it's a get versus a post. And I'm building a URL to the content delivery API. And I'm actually using some environment variables to do that, one for the content delivery API endpoint and one for the content project ID, because I don't want to have my project ID and the URL, you know, in my code. I want to have that in configuration. So right now it's the local settings because I'm in localhost, but in the Azure Static Web Apps, you can actually also have configuration and app settings up there. And I'll show that in a second. But it's taking those two environment variables to build the URL to the delivery API. It's using the code name that I'm passing in the query string, and that's what that, that button click is going to do. And it's basically creating a URL and then running node fetch to fetch from the delivery API from my Azure function and returning the value. Okay? So I, I know I've talked through it, but maybe seeing it in action is even a little bit cooler. So one of the things about seeing it in action, and I'm, I'm right now I'm on VS Code, I'm, I'm kind of running my, my project locally. So you would normally do things like, you know, .NET build or .NET run. Uh, I'm going to do .NET run just to make sure I have the latest stuff here going on. Uh, it's going to take a couple seconds because we're actually generating the whole website, if you will, with, from a static website standpoint, and it finished successfully, as you can see. If I then kind of use the next super special technique, that's actually not special, it's just a CLI. This is something that I really appreciate about the Static Web App team. If I go back to my browser a second, there's actually a CLI tool called the Static Web App CLI that I highly recommend you use whenever you're developing with Static Web Apps. And it handles running sort of in a preview mode the static HTML. It gives you basically like a little development web server that you can run your static HTML. And it also allows you to way to start up and run an API server that handles those message responses from that API project, that get content item uh, Azure function that I was showing a second ago. So this uh, static web app CLI is the tool that kind of brings it all together that allows you to emulate the runtime and actually make everything work locally, which gives you that sort of first-class development experience that we as developers are looking for, right? So pretty darn cool. 
Uh, let's go back and actually run it now that I've talked about it. So I'm actually, just to make sure things are gonna be okay here, I'm gonna zoom in a little bit because I don't know how big that's actually gonna be for everyone who's watching. And I hope this will help out a little bit. All right, much larger, give us a little bit more space. So I've already installed the SWA CLI. And actually that is the command name. So SWA is the command for the CLI to, to start. And you can do one of two things. If you just want to start it, it's SWA start. And what you want to do is you want to make sure you're actually in the directory of where your content is, because it's going to start. That's going to be the root of your web server, basically. So if I just do SWA start, it's going to run uh, the, the magic that it does and basically, okay, our emulator for static web apps is started. It can run on this port. So if I click that port, and it did it so fast I didn't even notice. I'm now running locally that same thing. And this would, would actually be able to bounce between pages. See, it's, it's giving me the, the ability to hit different links at my local project, render images, all that static content, static assets, and those pages are working. The thing is, none of this is gonna work yet uh, from a dynamic function call because we didn't start the API function server yet. So let's do that this time as opposed to just doing the basics. So I thought I would start with the basics. Um, you know, I actually don't love it how sometimes Node doesn't let go of things in the terminal. So I'm just gonna quick make a new terminal just to make sure that that process is killed. And I'm gonna go back to my output directory. And instead of just start, this time I'm actually gonna use a parameter that is the API location to tell the emulator, where is my API running at? And I'm gonna run it at slash API. Because again, if we look at output and then API and then get content, that's where all my that's where all my functions are. So if I run that, now we're gonna get two things. We're gonna get the demo, or sorry, the, the development web server running, but we're also gonna get the uh, Azure Functions runtime running as well locally. So if I click the the page now, it should come up. I'm gonna refresh it. It's coming up so fast that I just didn't even see it. So there it is. I have my index from CMS. And actually, now when I hit this button, click down here, this call API, there we go. The DOM updated, that's the get message extra function. And if I hit the other button for calling the get content function, that's now updating the DOM on the page. So we're, we're getting dynamic content and actually getting that from our content project, which I should actually show everyone. Sorry, I forgot about that. Here's my uh, content project. I've got a home page, which is actually what you've been looking at this whole time or listening to me talk to. And you can see I've got just a very simple home page content model. We've got a title, content that we can change. We've got an image that is showing, it's managed in, inside of the, the headless CMS. And there it is, right? But on top of that, I also have testimonial snippets. So if I look at a uh, testimonial for Nebraska code, which by the way, later in the month, I'm speaking uh, in person in Nebraska at Nebraska code, great event. I'm very excited to go uh, attend it um, uh, on, a, on a topic just like this. So uh, I have content in there and I have a code name uh, for this content item of Nebraska code. 
So if I look at my code name, there is my Nebraska code code name. I'm going to copy that. That code name represents this piece of content in the CMS. And that's how we're going to get it out of our delivery API that comes with content. I'm going to go back to my page here. And you can see I've actually got a button that says call headless CMS API. And I'm actually was using, um, that's the um, Orlando.net user group short code name that I spoke at last year. But I'm going to replace that now with Nebraska code as the code name. I'm going to click that button again. And now you can see we've got the content at the bottom of the screen that we were just looking at in the CMS. And that's all possible because of the fact that we're running it through an Azure function. That's kind of our proxy to then hit the API. And you might be asking, hey, Brian, what, why do we have two levels there? Why do we have a function call from this page that goes to our Azure function? And then the Azure function just immediately goes out and makes a fetch call to the delivery API. Well, the reason we're doing that is cores. So we we're, don't have to worry about it. And that's another part about Azure Static Web Apps that I really like. It takes that out of the equation because, we, yeah, we're calling back to ourselves. We're not crossing the domains to try to call a different domain or different API. And it's just all part of the domain already. So it just kind of works and it makes it easy. Okay. And if you're curious about um, how or why a little bit more, we can actually even debug and step through this if we want to, but trust me, there's the, the code name that just came in was Nebraska code. It built that from the URLs uh, that we actually have. I can show you my local settings because uh, it's not like it's super private, but basically we've got our delivery API to deliver.content.ai. We've got our project ID. It slams those two things together and adds the slash items and then code name. And then I'm just responding with the value of content, the one field of the CMS. And you could use this to do things um, that are a lot more than just respond to a button click and overwrite and re return some DOM. In fact, actually, you know, I didn't even show that, um, that part of it. So I'm going to go back to my index from CSHTML uh, page. And we're going to go down to just seeing how simple it is to to actually handle the overwrite of the DOM. Uh, you can see I have actually have like an empty div up here. There's my Git content item. So I'm, I'm actually, again, using fetch on the front end of the page. I'm just saying, go to my local API with Git content item and grab the value of the button, use that, and then overwrite the inner HTML. Super simple, again, super demo-y, not something that you'd use in the real world but quick and dirty to get it done to explain how you can do that. And um, actually, we, we've done that with a couple different projects. So uh, it's a technique that you could use to like, you know, definitely do more advanced things with. Um, I, I just think it's fantastic. I think it's so easy to set up. You know, if you're in VS Code, you can actually like just click, uh, what is it, F1 or whatever, and, and add a new function. It'll actually uh, stub out the Azure functions for you. There's a whole lot more we could kind of get into but generally what I want to just show everyone is, you know, Azure Static Web Apps and Headless CMS are a great combination, especially if you throw in things like static, which is the static site generator. And in fact, if we want to just kind of visualize where all this is going, I'm going to put this up on the screen. This is a one slide from an earlier presentation I did. Hopefully. There we go. And this kind of just visualizes the whole solution together. I'll make it a little bit bigger. I don't really need to present, but 
On the left, you can see we've got static, and that's an optional component. You wouldn't need to use that. But if you do want to make it dynamic with something like a headless CMS, we've got content in there. As you make commits and, and builds your GitHub repo, it will actually run the action that deploys the new content up to the Azure Static Web App. And the Azure Static Web Apps handles the static content and the API of Azure Functions for you. Uh, you have other options with the, the standard tier to bring your own Azure Functions. You don't have to use the Manage Azure Function if you don't want to. But generally, this is a fantastic way to do it because you know at the end of the day, Azure Static Web Apps, you can start at a free cost with them. They're completely free in Azure. And then the standard pricing plan right now is $9 a month per resource. So think about that. $9 a month to basically host your static app that you can make dynamic with your CMS in a headless way. That's, I think, why this technique is taking over. And we're seeing more and more of it. We're seeing this with like Gatsby and, and, and the way that they can connect to Netlify functions or Gatsby Cloud or, I mean, all sorts of Jamstack technologies that that at play. But for me, for being in the .NET space, I really like this because I can use some of my .NET skills on a little bit of a pseudo MVC setup with .NET 6, and it all just kind of works. And, and Azure Static Web Apps is, is the thing that made it possible. So I think that is pretty cool. If you want to check out more, maybe check out my blog, find me at one of the events I'm speaking at, or, 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 or go look for other content around Azure Static Web Apps. But that's all I have for you all today. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening to Content Rocks.